There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Uh, you know, more partnering with... Celebrities and food. Celebrities and artists. You want to do one? You should do one. I would love that. Or, you know, maybe a Duncan, a Jeff Thomas Duncan. Heck yeah. Oh, oh, that boy. would be, That'd be a cool idea. Oh, we'd do like a... Like a radio theme, you know? I would like to see what your ideas would be on that. Maybe do a mock-up. Everyone would have to order on the app. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It'd be a requirement. I'm sorry. It's an app-only store. There are no registers inside the store. No. No cash exchange, no credit cards. Order only on the app. Yeah, I think their app was down yesterday. And I could just see the like the look in their face is like, oh, God, that means everybody's going to have to order to that. You know, because they cycle people through yeah. faster when they order on the app. But sure. I think the, the whole Internet seemed like it was glitchy yesterday. I don't think it was just Duncan. And a little bit this morning, too. Yeah. We yeah. had some yeah, issues no with our live video. If you're confused. It. If you watched us start twice and bail. I'm getting ready to <laughs> just leave. <laughs> Awful. Well, yeah. let's begin this hour's E! News with Millie Bobby Brown this morning. Yes, the nine-year-old is getting engaged. Uh, I think she's 19. She is 19. But uh, a lot of people young. still say, that's a little young. She and Jake Bon Jovi, the son of John Bon Jovi, made it Instagram official yesterday. In the picture, she's showing off her new ring, and some jewelers are estimating it uh, could be worth somewhere between $75,000 and $150,000, which is a pretty big range. You'd think a jeweler would be able to nail it down a little bit more specific than that. I saw the photo of the guy, and I was like, I didn't see who it was at the time. I was like... He looks so familiar. Yeah. Does he <laughs> look like Bon Jovi? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Like, he looks familiar. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that's exactly why. That's yeah. exactly why. He looks why. just like his dad. So they've been dating since 2021, or as Millie says, three summers. So if you look at it that way, maybe, right. you know, a couple of years. But Jake is only 20, Millie 19, and of course the internet is very concerned that she's just a little too young. I wonder how John and, and his wife feel about their son getting married that They're young. elated because they love her. Do they love her? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If my daughter came to me at 19 and was like, I'm going to get married, I'd be like, me. She's she's pretty mature though for a nineteen yeah, year old, isn't that's she? True. And they've been they've been together for three years. And I think it depends. You know, it depends on the guy too. It's like such. It's not like she's marrying a forty two year old guy. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that uh, my parents were bummed that I didn't marry either one of my high school, high school sweethearts. sweethearts. I think yeah, they were probably the the first one when I was fourteen was probably the best one I've ever had. 
And then the other one probably comes in second place. Yeah, and then Jordan so from the new happy. kids is not available. <laughs> no, so. that didn't. No, that didn't pan yeah. out like I thought it would. So Which you have a son that looks like him? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a break on that note because we got Matthew McConaughey who's going on vacation. This is the dog. Always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. One of a new era, President Biden has officially declared the COVID national emergency to be over. Um, now, he did do it about a year after the rest of us did, but... <laughs> I have to say, I learned a lot during the pandemic. I learned that the people who are most resistant to the government telling them what to do also happen to be the people who most need the government to tell them what to do. <laughs> it wasn't all bad. There were some positives. People helped each other. We found out who in our communities care about others. And maybe most importantly, we now have enough toilet paper to last the rest of our lives. I mean, I built a guest house out of it. We do still have a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, do you, it's leftovers still? No, no. Wow. No, but it's funny because, you know, you realize you're like, oh, God, we're we're out of toilet paper. (laughs) I forgot what that feels like. (laughs) Like, I have to go to Kroger and I got to buy toilet paper. Yeah. I should probably just get some paper towels, too, while I'm at it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Load up. Anyway. (laughs) Nice day today. Sunshine. High of 77. I'm wearing the short sleeve shirt. You're ready. You are ready. I'm ready right now. These are 51. the best days, man. When you're outside from like 4.30 to 8.30, you're just like, yes. These are the best days of our life. Yep. Agreed. All right. So Matthew McConaughey, here we go. It's the Yellowstone spinoff, and he has not been doing any acting for the last three years. Did you guys realize he was on a break? No. It's been three years since he's done anything. He's been doing other stuff. He's been busy. But uh, he was on the Armchair Expert podcast, and he said to have, to go have some structure, like, I got a call time, I've got lines, I've got scenes, I've got a character. That sounds like a vacation right now to me. He also thinks his time away has made him a different or improved actor. He said, what I have is so much respect for the vocation of acting. I think I have a healthier relationship. It's not, I'm not looking at it for my survival and my thrival. I think good acting emulates life. Real life is where this stuff comes from. I've heard actors say stuff similar to what he just said about how acting is kind of like going on vacation, but from yourself. Yeah. You get to be somebody else for a while. <laughs> right. I get to take a break. But then you have other actors like Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. who was in, uh, oh, what's that? Darling. Group? Something Darling. Yeah, something worry, my Darling. darling. Don't mm-hmm. worry, Darling. Uh, she was also in, was it Somerset, which was that horror thriller? Oh, Like, yeah, she picks these so. characters that are really kind of messed up or tragic, and they just, like, they they almost flatten her, like, wipe her out to the but point yeah. where she just 
has to let them die. Like, has got to let them go. Like, it almost just mentally... Yeah, it will mess you up. Wrecks her. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, imagine how exhausting it must be to be someone that's like Johnny Depp that does full immersion. The same with, like, Dustin Hoffman. Like, they don't, like, they stay in character all the time, even when they're not there. Yeah, I think she's kind of like that. Like that? Yeah, like, she was talking about when they when they were filming. So, I guess she, her part of Somerset was done three days before the rest of the crew had wrapped. And this had been ongoing for months, and she was really deep in character. And she talks about how when she had to go to her next job, this, again, this is three days before the rest of the crew was done shooting. She had this image in her mind of when she was taking off in a helicopter and they were flying over the field where they had been filming all these months. She felt like she was abandoning her character, like leaving her character there to die. And it mm-hmm. wrecked her emotionally. Mm. Wow. So some people really are just get yeah. into it. Get lost in yeah. it. But others are like, yeah, man, it's like going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose a lot of it has to do with the part you're playing, though, too. I th- Matthew McConaughey is Math. a pretty intense dude, though. Like, even when he's on vacation, he's doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He yeah. is. Right. Like, yeah. I remember reading while well, listening to his book on tape, and he was talking about how he went just, like, all over Africa on vacation, and he was, like, hiking and backpacking and, you know, lo- joining local tribes. And it wasn't like, you know, he was having a cocktail on the beach somewhere. Which he, would be great, too. Yeah, that but he be just, all right. he's intense. Like, I wonder if Margot Robbie and, and Ryan Gosling were Barbie and Ken <laughs> 24 hours a day, seven days a week when they were playing. I really Robbie enjoyed now. being Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably not. And that movie, it's going to be coming out here soon. And we don't know a lot about it yet, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty out there. Margot Robbie is saying, the first time I read the Barbie script, my reaction was, ah, this is so good. What a shame. It will never see the light of day because they are never going to let us make this movie. She said, but they did. And then they asked her for details and she said, can't tell you. It's because it's horrible. Well, no, you think? Yes. Have you, have you the seen trailer that? was funny. I the trailer funny. is hilarious, but what, I mean, you're going to watch an hour and a half, two hours of that? Well, let's see what they do with it. I'm going to give it a shot. I, I think it's got to be good because of Greta Gerwin, because she does. She's a great director. And amazing stuff. She did yeah. Lady Bird. She's done a lot of really good stuff. But I think this Little is one women. of those things. It's like when somebody puts out an acoustic album, you're like, nah, I don't know about this. No, I want to watch it just to see more about Michael Sarah playing Alan. Alan. <laughs> Ken's friend. <laughs> yes. That's and there's funny. a lot of innuendo with that. Well, yeah, don't say So it's going to be funny to see if it's. Not serious, serious. You know what I mean? I don't think you're supposed to take it very seriously. And I need a vacation. Yeah. So I'm going to take <laughs> an hour and a half break. vacation. You're yeah. not going to get a lot of it, a day. lot out of it. No. Uh, all right. Ariana Grande has been looking thinner than usual in some of her recent Instagram pics. And it's got fans worried that she is unhealthy. Well, she responded to that on TikTok yesterday. I think we should be gentler and less comfortable commenting on people's bodies, no matter what. I know personally for me, the body that you've been comparing my current body to was the unhealthiest version of my body. I was on a lot of antidepressants and drinking on them and eating poorly and at the lowest points of my life when I looked the way you consider my healthy but that in fact wasn't my healthy. 
Mm. Yeah, so uh, her point is maybe not comment on people's bodies at all and uh, asked her fans to, quote, be gentle with each other and with yourselves. I think that sounds fair. So Post Malone, if you know him well, you know that he loves raising canes. And he loves it so much that he designed his local restaurant in Midvale, Utah, and it opens tomorrow. So the new location is very different (laughs) than your average everyday raising canes. His is solid pink and has imagery of his face and tattoos on the sides. There's also a stainless steel one tower. Solid pink. Inside, there's posting memorabilia like outfits he's worn and personal guitars. The restrooms are designed to look like the inside of a medieval castle with a suit of medieval armor inside. Mm. The dining area has a track system with ping pong balls running through with color changing lights. Since you know he loves beer pong, that's the reason there. Also, a pink vending machine filled with merchandise like shirts and keychains. They're also going to be selling the combo he always orders and he calls it the posty way which is four chicken fingers, crinkle-cut fries, two cane sauces, two slices of Texas toast, extra salt and pepper, and to drink a mix of lemonade and unsweetened tea. Oh, that sounds... I could yeah, totally get behind all of that. that and the meal... Good. Yep, the meal comes with a special napkin sticker and a 32-ounce collector's cup. Oh, hmm. yum. <laughs> I like it. It is kind I of fun. I didn't realize Post Malone and I had so much in common when it came to chicken fingers. Mm. That's kind of a cool idea, though. I don't think I've ever heard of a celebrity partnering with a restaurant chain and designing their own store. Because it is kind of boring how they all look the same. Yeah. I mean, you can still maintain the Raising Cane's... Integrity. Uh, yeah, I was going to say template. Theme. But add yeah. your own accents yeah. to it. That, Sort of personalized. of color. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, what else we got this week? Oh, a list of pop culture facts from the 2000s includes all kinds of things that I just, these are the kind of things I always find interesting, especially if it was a movie uh, that I saw and I find out later that, you know, the star who was in the movie almost wasn't the star. It was almost someone else like uh, Anne Hathaway, who was the ninth choice to play Andy in The Devil Wears Prada. I know. Who was ahead of her? She's so good in that role, She's too. She's perfect. And what does that psychologically do for you as the actor? Are you just grateful that you got the job, or are you like, God. I was the ninth choice. I was really? Well, was I seriously the last resort? I suppose it depends <laughs> on whether or not you nail it, and she nailed it. She did nail it. But I wonder if, like, when you show up on that first that first day of the shoot, and you're just like... Are they all thinking, oh, this was the best we could do? <laughs> it's the best we could get. Yep. Yeah, and that's really crazy because Meryl Streep's in that, wasn't oh, it? yeah. Yeah. She played the boss. Oh, Remember, yeah. She was supposed to be like Anna, what's her name from Vogue? Wintour. Yeah. Yeah, just to add more pressure to right. it. Did uh, she know, though, I wonder, going in that she was the ninth choice, or is that a fact that came out later? Oh, you know, I do don't they, know. And you know, when would know? you rather hear that news? Oh, much later. Right. After it's over. Um, the iPod's name was inspired by the line, open the pod bay door, Hal, really? from the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's a really creepy movie, Jane. You should watch oh, that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, you have oh, seen yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Is it about aliens? Yeah. yeah One no, comes thanks. busting out of a belly. Ew. No, that's no, alien. No, that is alien. No, this is different. 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's like you're, it, this goes directly to your fear of artificial intelligence, and it was shot by <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, the great late, the late great Stanley Kubrick, the director, 
1969, I think. You'd have to check me on the date. I've What's seen that called? movie. It's been a long time. Yeah. But I've seen it. 2001, A Space Odyssey. There's a uh, uh, adult um, bar in with women dancers in Tampa, Florida called 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. Yeah, I think that's a little different theme. 1968. <laughs> 1968. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, and then there's another story from Mike Myers. This is a great one. Mike Myers originally cut all of his lines in the original Shrek in his own voice, which you know what Mike Myers sounds sure. like. But after it was all done, I don't know, maybe he was watching the dailies or the previews and he said, you know, how would you feel if I were to recut all of the lines in a Scottish accent? Hmm. And they agreed, but it cost him like $4 million. He told the story once on Inside the Actor Studio Back in like, I don't know, 2008 or something. Initially, I did it with a very thick Canadian accent. And then I determined that the accent that is of the people that I feel warmth towards and kinship are Scottish people. Scottish people have an amazing ability to go from happy to angry. And part of the things of ogres is that they're angry folk. And so if you go to a Scottish person's house, it can be all oh, that's great. I'm so glad you came over. Now would you take your shoes off? <laughs> I had recorded all of it one way, and I said, I can do better. And Steven Spielberg said, great. And I redid all of it. And then I got a letter from Steven Spielberg saying, thank you very much for caring. Wow, that's cool. That'll be $4 million. <laughs> you, know, you know what? And think how long. It probably does not take very long at all. If he's just in the studio and just cutting, long, you know, he just probably ball, knocked hopefully. that out in a couple of days. Yeah. And he could probably do it at his house, too. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of those people work. And like in Hollywood, they have like a sound booth people. in their basement and they just go down there and they... You know, plug in with the producer and they say, say it this way or say it that way or redo that line. I always wonder, though, how that works with when you're doing an animated feature like that. I understand you're you're talking computer generated animation, Mm -hmm. but how do you pair that with human voices? Which comes first? Do the human voices try to match what? The animators created. No, I would think the voice would come first. Or does the, yeah, or does the voice come first? And how do they do that? Yeah, it's fascinating to me the technology. I'd love a behind the scenes documentary on they something have like some that. Some of that kind of stuff. Like if you go on to Disney Plus, like they'll show you Pixar, a making of blah blah blah. Oh yeah. And so what they do is they'll have like you know I think Toy Story is one of them, and they'll have like Tom Hanks in the booth as Woody. And they'll show you what he looks like while he's saying that line, Tom Hanks. Mm. And then what they created for the art animation is very similar to the facial features that Tom Hanks has while he's saying it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Let me know if you want my login, Jeff. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all I've got. I got I got a couple of quick things that'll make you feel good. These are good news stories. Uh, Something Rachel Ray did that was really cool she went to an orphanage in western ukraine and refurbished their kitchen and taught the kids how to cook which uh, you know just when you consider everything that they've been through and little things that go such a long way uh i can't imagine how happy those kids must have been she also donated an ice cream maker and a floor cleaner 
That's really cool. She said, I'm just grateful that they allowed me to be a part of their community and their effort. It it is a moral imperative to be here right now. Uh, People here in Ukraine, she said, they continue on with their lives despite whatever happens. And some of their world, some some of the people there, you know, their world has just been shattered. And she says, I'm in such awe of that. Uh, Rachel has been to Ukraine four times this year. She keeps going back and plans are underway for her fifth trip. And on another note, Ed Sheeran did something really cool. He surprised one of those New York City subway singers. You know, if you've ever spent time in New York, if you've ever taken the subway to get from here, there, or wherever, Mm -hmm. uh, they get a lot of, you know, performance artists who uh, perform for money. And some of them are really good. Uh, Well, here's the moment that Ed walked up behind Mike Young and started harmonizing with him. You'll hear Mike's surprise. Dancing with my eyes closed. Everywhere I look, I still see you. Oh, wow. 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 Oh, Everywhere I look, I still see you. Time is moving so slow. I don't know what else that I can do. So I keep dancing with my eyes, 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 I keep dancing with my. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Uh, also, Ed gave him two tickets to his concert. You never that's know who you're cool. going to run into in a New York subway, huh? You True. never know. That's a that's a God's honest <laughs> truth. Uh, celebrities, I would all see celebrities time. using it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they always have a hat on and glasses. True story. <laughs> and that is your latest e news. We'll have more for you coming up after seven o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Children's Theater of Cincinnati's production of Disney's Moana Jr. live at the Taft Theater. It goes on April 16th through the 23rd. For tickets and details, go to thechildrenstheater.com. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.